Welcome to the hex salon. You will all get along in the hex salon. Hex salon. Trick or, Trick or treat. treat. We're at your house. Give us candy. No freaking apples. Guess what my costume is? No, I'm not a Kardashian. I'm a pirate. I put an eye patch on my crusty, hairy wart. Guess, guess me now. Look, I'm covered in yarn. Me and a pangolin gave you COVID at a wet market. Yes, wool of bat. <laughs> we have some tricks and treats for you. So grab your candy bags. Prop your feet up on a pumpkin. Pet your black cat. Because Hag Salon starts now. It's Halloween. The bats go flap, flap, flap. The wind howls blurg. The creeks go creak. Is No Mercy Hospital ready for trick-or-treats? Interior. No Mercy Hospital doctor's lounge. Day. Skelly the skeleton paints ragged cat whiskers across her skull face. You? Her? I don't look like a cute little kitty cat at all. Dr. Bitch creeps up behind Skelly mm. wearing a scary skeleton mask. Mm, boo! It's just me, Skelly. It's just me, Dr. Bitch. I'm just wearing a skeleton mask. I thought, I thought you were my... Never mind. Can you help me with my costume? Oh, you don't need my help. You look scary enough. Now, it's Halloween, and our Halloween treat is that we get to treat our most disgusting patient yet. That's not nice to say. But I mean it, though. This patient's disease is going to make me puke. Like, I don't know how I'm not going to puke on their disease. Like, I hope puke is the cure for their disease because that's about all I'll be able to do. This doesn't seem professional, Dr. Bitch. Or compassionate. In fact, you remind me of someone I knew. <sighs> Quit squeaking out your feelings, Skelly, and help me find the barf bags and puff-proof goggles. The patient Grosso is waiting. Enter Dr. Head. Impossibly large head, wearing a tiny cowboy hat. Not so fast, Dr. Bitch. Oh, look who it is. Dr. Head, head of the hospital. Big old head, tiny hat on top of giant head. It's Halloween, Dr. Bitch. And no mercy hospital. We have to show we care about people and their savage customs. Howdy, Dr. Head. I like your tiny hat. You're looking mighty fine in your cowboy gear. Why is your idiot skeleton talking to me, bitch? I told you to throw it in the medical waste bin months ago. Oh, forget big head, Skelly. Do you know that hat of hers is actually regular size? Her head is that big. She's got a disease creeping around in there, but I'm not telling her which one. Now let's go put on pus face shields and go see my absolutely polluted patient. Ugh. You're not going anywhere until you finish your paperwork. Dr. Head hands Dr. Bitch a single sheet of paper. Oh, this is an outrage. I have a very sick, pitiful woman on the verge of death by drowning in her own pus. And you expect me to just stop everything and do paperwork? You think this hospital operates for your own amusement? We have to answer to our donors. You haven't even shown up to work all week. Did you know I found the patient with the pus blood condition? <laughs> to assure you would be at work to fill out this paperwork. Mm, that is so devious that I kind of like you now. Where did you find the bloody pus patient? <laughs> I was at dinner. <laughs> I went to shake their hand, but it was a pimple, not a hand. And I shook the pimple hand, and pus exploded. <laughs> had you ordered your meal? I had ordered a stew. A goulash, actually. Did I mention the maggots? I'll fill out your paperwork, Dr. Head. You go find a hat that fits. Oh. And you know what, Dr. Bitch? Your personality leaves something to be desired. Good day. Dr. Head leaves. Skelly, still stung by Dr. Head's cruel words, 
cries, which rattles her bones. Uh, quick crying, Skelly. That turd Dr. Head's got fungus growing legion on her brain. She'll be spouting mushrooms the next time we see her. I'm not, I'm not medical waste, right? No, no. You're a cute little kitty cat. Aw, Dr. Bitch. You thought I didn't notice your cute little whiskers? Meow! Meow! <laughs> okay, kitten. You fill out this paperwork. I'm going to go pop some pimples mm, and make medical history. <laughs> Dr. Bitch pulls on a face shield and exits. Skelly stares at the sheet. There is one question on it. What does it mean to be the hot shit shit shot doctor at No Mercy Hospital? Skelly scratches her skull. No ideas come to her. Interior, gross lady hospital room, day. Gross lady, in bed, covered in a sea of blankets. She is smiling and waiting for Dr. Bitch, who hovers by her doorway in full protective gear. Is that you, Dr. Bitch, at my door? I can't see from my... My vision is blurred by the scabs on my eyes. Oh, God. Oh, God. It's so bad. Okay. Okay, yes, yes, it's me, Dr. Bitch. Uh, hot shot, shit shot doctor of No Mercy Hospital. Mm, I've come to cure you of this. Oh, Dr. Bitch, I'm so flattered you're here. I've read all about you in magazines and on Angie's list. <gasps> it's actually just called Angie now. Oh, so, so, when did this whole gross thing start? Oh, I don't know. It was it was the darndest thing. It started on my little handy C, and, and mm -hmm. it was just the smallest thing. Mm -hmm. Do do you want to have a, a quick look at my hand? Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I need to examine your hand to get a sample. Yes. Come examine me. Get a sample. Dr. Bitch moves slowly, closer and closer to the bed where the gross lady writhes in her gross glory. Her hand slithers out from under a blanket right under Dr. Bitch's nose. Dr. Bitch takes her hand for examination. Okay. Um. Oh. <laughs> That's not your hand, is it? <laughs> Pass erupts from gross lady's not hand, dousing Dr. Bitch in a torrent of thick blood streaked pot. Dr. Bitch is rendered numb. All she can do is barf and cry. Barf cry. Gross lady laughs triumphantly. <laughs> you said you wanted a sample, bitch. It burned through my shield and my mouth was open and now it's got pus inside. I guess you're not the hot shit, shit shot doctor. You thought you were, huh, bitch? <laughs> Dr. Bitch runs out crying and barfing. She'll never get the pus out of that lab coat or her mind. Permanently stained. Skelly jangles into the room. Oh, Dr. Bitch, you in here? I, I don't know what to write on the paper. Uh, you just missed her, but I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I love laughing. Wow, a talking skeleton. What's your story? I was reincarnated by Dr. Bitch, but her boss says that I'm medical waste. No, no, no. I asked you what's your story. Well, I love laughter, counting mm -hmm. pennies, and smoking cigarettes right down mm -hmm. the altar. I detest cruelty and weep for the oppression of others. Now that's what I'm talking about. Who could think you're medical waste? The head of the hospital has a very big head, so she's intimidating, and you think she's right all the time. Skelly? Oh, can I call you that? OMG, that's actually my name! Take my hand, Skelly. Okay. Skelly grabs gross lady's non-hand hand. It bursts. And pus explodes all over her. But Skelly doesn't cry, no. Skelly keeps holding her non hand hand. Is it painful? Now, gross lady is the one crying. Yes, it really does kind of hurt. You're the first person to ever ask me that. <laughs> 
gross lady cries and skelly pats her non-hand hand. <laughs> Interior, Dr. Head's office, day. A permanently pus-soaked Dr. Bitch sits across from Dr. Head, who holds a hanky over her nose. What do you mean you're quitting? I'm at my match, and I failed, Dr. Head. She soaked me in a pus so bad, and I didn't even see it coming. I lost my mojo. I'm not the hot shit shit shot doctor anymore. I'm all washed up in pus. You can't leave No Mercy Hospital. We need you for all of our non-pus patients. Plus, we'll just keep your failure out of the news and off Angie's list message board. It's just called Angie now, but I don't care. I'm quitting. I'm going full-time into figuring out how to get pus mm, out of clothing uh, and out of my mind. Without you, the whole No Mercy Hospital will fold. People will notice we don't actually care at all. I'll have to sell my yacht. What a disaster. Enter Skelly. She is so splattered in phosphorescent pus that she glows like a Skelly angel. Happy Halloween, doctors. Oh, did we die and are we in pus heaven? Have mercy. Excuse me, doctor bitch. You forgot your paperwork? Skelly hands Dr. Head the sheet of paper, now scribbled on in bloody pus ink. What it means to be the hot shit, shit shot doctor of No Mercy Hospital. It means I treat people with respect because they are all human beings, not medical waste. Even if they are just a pile of bones charged with electricity and living juice from a lab. <laughs> Dr. Bitch! Did you write this? No, but I should have. Skelly, you're glowing. With the light of the truth. Can medical waste do that? Yes, it can. Oh. I didn't mean you, though. Dr. Head, I will not quit my job if you acknowledge that Skelly is not medical waste and is in fact an employee. She is my intern, my protege, because she just cracked her first impossible case. Fine. Skelly, welcome to the No Mercy team. Hmm. Can we talk about benefits? I'm going to need an orthopod stat to make my bones look like a cat for Halloween. Well, I'm actually an orthopod. Let me give it a whirl. Dr. Head twists Skelly's bones. Skelly meows. (laughs) They all laugh and cry and barf. It turns out the gross lady was drinking medical waste to give herself such bad pus disease. Dr. Bitch tapered off her supply. She's now in medical waste rehab. Skelly got so many compliments on her Halloween costume, little sick children played with her all night long. Dr. Bitch, relieved to be the hot shit shit shot doctor again, can't wait for her next case. Dr. Head did not have to sell her yacht. Happy Halloween from No Mercy Hospital. Blurg, slap, barrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrr
Looking into her blinking blue eyes, I breathe in the taste of this chill. Savor it like the first chew of a fresh slice of peppermint gum. I scan her perfect blue face. I do everything she tells me, counting to three as I breathe in and five as I breathe out. Slowly, my heartbeat normalizes. After a few minutes, she says, Molly. Her lips form a perfect blue smile. I nod and tell her my name. Yes, she says. We were neighbors once. The word neighbors, along with the name Molly, does not ignite any memory. I shake my head. I never had a neighbor called Molly, I tell her. But she nods, yes. Yes, you did. In 1977, she says, and the perfect blue smile falters. 1977, I whisper, turning my face to the broad sky, its massive cloud cover. No, I say, it cannot be. It is, she says before launching into the story of her death, reminding me of that time long ago, how I was there, how I know, saw things. Words tumble out, evaporating into an icy blue fog that I inhale, try to wave away. I spit her awful cold memories to the ground, force myself to my knees, but still the words come they tremble above like birds flying into an aberrant wind. I can't stand up or I'll suffocate within this cyclone, so I crawl like a toddler through the now frost-tipped, neglected grass till my shoulders smash against patio brick. I call out in pain, fall back on my heels to catch my breath, its grasp at sanity. A new voice full of red-hot anger exhales, You cannot get away. The force of which hits the back of my neck like a burst of flame. I lift myself onto the brick and drag my body across its jagged grooves till I reach the back door. I grab onto the doorknob with both hands and pull myself up, but no matter how many times I turn the knob, it does not move. The door will never open. Panicking, I throw my shaking body against it, Till I fall to the patio floor, a new pain coursing through my ribcage. I curl into a ball, cradle my throbbing head in my hands. The fog ripples its way to me, reaches out blue, ribbony fingers, and grabs hold of my leg, pulling me back to the overgrown lawn, tickling its way to my burning neck, what breath I have left, my unchecked guilt. To the hag salon. Ah, ah, ah. It's a hag party line today, you guys, because not only is it me, Mary, and Adrian over here on the line, we also have Julie Bott and Robert Pilgrim. <laughs> it's a party line! All the hags are here. Look at it! Look what's happening to us! We're all here. We're gonna talk Halloween, fall time feelings, and at the end, Robbie is gonna tell us a ghost story. How do you mm -hmm. Are we ready? Are we ready, gang? I am ready. I'm scared. <laughs> Already scared, Adrian. How are you? So glad it's cold. So glad. So glad. So glad it's cold and. I can wear 500 layers How of, many... of, of blanket, shawl, <laughs> coat, scarf, everything. Bring How it on. How many layers do you have on right now? I have 
three layers on right now. Okay. Okay. Wow. You're, you're, okay. And that could go yeah. up to five at any oh, point? Oh, easily by, by 6 p.m. Wow. Just right up to five. And layers. you're indoors. Yeah. I'm inside. No plans to go outside? I'm not going outside today. Okay. And going up to five right. layers. That's incredible. You're living the yeah. dream. And uh, I'm very glad to see gray blue skies. Oh, now, Adrian, you <laughs> and also. And no sun. You visited a, a, a friendly neighborhood Starbucks. What was your experience? <laughs> I was really excited. Tell us. About... <laughs> How are they so doing? Excited. Well, they're not doing well. They oh. they have this like creamy pumpkin iced coffee drink, and the Sounds creamy delicious. pumpkin stuff is it is it's delicious. It's like okay, maybe I just need a shot of that. Because yeah, yeah. it doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't flavor the coffee. So the coffee's oh. just bitter. Oh, so it's just, it's just a layer of cream at the top that doesn't find its way down. A creamy clump of creamy pumpkin on top, bitter, yeah. bitter coffee all the way. Like, what I is that? That's, that's what is life. that? That sounds like life. That sounds like it's life, life, right? <laughs> yeah, that's it's right there. It's all life. That's fall Sounds like a haunted latte. <laughs> right? Ooh. It's a haunted latte. It doesn't know how to haunt. <laughs> it doesn't know how to haunt me. It doesn't have a goddamn clue how to haunt It's not giving me spooky thrills. <laughs> I want a spooky thrill. <laughs> Something at the <sighs> end. Something at the end. Just like a yeah. worm. Why don't they go for it? <laughs> a worm? What kind of Starbucks is this? Just, it's Halloween, okay? You know? Yeah. Give me a surprise. A tree. surprise insect. What about one of those molasses candies that you used to get that no one liked? Like, what yeah. about that at the bottom of your cup of burned Starbucks coffee? <laughs> That would be still hilarious. Still in its Halloween wrapping. <gasps> yeah, you know, that like, and like there was like a ghost and like a pumpkin and like a black cat, like all on the wrapper. Yeah. Yeah. The, those were universally hated by every child, you know. Except for me, the fat kid, I would still eat them. I would still eat them, but I didn't like it. Yeah, you ate them, but you didn't like them. That's right. You know. That's true. Because you're like, this is what I get. You just leave them to last. I didn't like rockets. Those just like little pellets. <gasps> and yeah, though. Yeah, I yeah. Those. I like those. Me too. Me too. No. Big fan. No. Pour Crap the sugar caramel. right into my mouth. Yeah. Just <laughs> pellet it up. I like them except for the like they were always kind of more sour than you were expecting. Yeah. You know, True. like you were like, ooh, candy. And then it was like, uh, yeah, sort of, when you ate them, you know? <laughs> They're just chalky and like, ha, 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 ha. They were chalky and ha, ha, ha. You're, you're correct. Yeah, yeah. no. It was totally <laughs> It was, you had to go on. <laughs> not right. That is not correct. Right. Uh, <laughs> find a different holiday because it's not for me. You Fair rockets. Enough. Yeah. Fair enough. Robbie, do you have some fall time feelings today? I do have some fall time feelings. My fall time feeling is always extreme misery that it's oh. no longer summer. Wait, because wait a second. What? I am the only time in my life that I experience any happiness is during the summer because oh. I always want it to be 45 degrees Celsius and mm. blistering sun. Like, I mean, oh my God. I, I really live in a horrible climate, and I always have, because I was born in Newfoundland, oh, where it's never yeah. 45 degrees Celsius. No. Right. No. And you so, I really, I cling to those summer months, like, grim death, you know? You, you gotta do a life swap with someone in India or something, you know? Just Ooh. give somebody a break. Just give somebody a break, and you're like, you enjoy the sun, the you know, the snow and the cold and the darkness, and you go get in that sun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get over there. Yeah, the the one person on the call who's not in menopause is like, where's the heat? <laughs> <laughs> where, 
And we're all like, can it be a little bit cooler, please? Put the darkness on me now. <laughs> I know. I'm at the point where I just, I hate the sun. Like, fuck you, sun. <laughs> yeah. Like, I love darkness. No, I don't, I can't. I don't understand. The sun is impressive. But I mean, that's, yeah, okay. Yeah, so that's fair enough. Fall-time feelings. Fall time feelings. Okay, fall-time feelings. Fall-time feelings. It's legit. Yeah, legit. totally legit. Fall-time yeah. feelings, infinite sadness. And then it only gets worse from here, you know? Yeah, yeah, no, then the world crazy. dies for five months. <laughs> yeah. You yeah. know? Yeah. Paradise. Yeah. Yes. I, I feel it and I kind of like it. Yes. I can't wait. <laughs> Go. Die. Yeah. Die. Like, Just I may as well die already. I've had it. I've had it. Yeah. Just let me be frozen for the like, next time. I, I, I was sort of like, <laughs> when we were all on lockdown, I was like the only person going, I get to stay home all of the time? Oh, no. <laughs> I I'm never have you. to go. I was with yeah, you. 100%. Me and Adrian were like, we were reveling in the joy of lockdown. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Why is everybody so upset? I, this is great. We don't have to see other people. <laughs> I get my groceries delivered. I mean, <laughs> there were some there joy. Were some real yeah, the, there the grocery delivery is still happening. I, like, that didn't <laughs> stop after the lockdown. <laughs> oh, no, no. Some things One remain. Again, I'm like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Some things. I am committed to that now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Julie, do you have some full-time feelings to share with us? Um, I'm feeling free and easy oh. because Ooh. I am unemployed today <gasps> and tomorrow. Wow. I left wow, 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 one wow. job oh. and I start a new job, but not for two whole days. Oh my God. What are you going to do? Please say nothing. Just nothing. 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 Today's agenda is nothing. I do nothing. No things are done today because you're unemployed, you bum. Yeah. (laughs) That's the best fall time feeling ever. Yeah, that really, I'm jealous. I'm jealous of your fall time feeling. It's much better than mine. (laughs) <laughs> sitting around my underwear and fuck off. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that's right. I still I used to do that where I had a waitressing job and I always yeah, I wasn't very good at it and uh every time I'd walk to work I'd be like, "Well, what movie is playing today in case I get fired?" You know? <laughs> <laughs> Hey, it's good to have a contingency. <laughs> yeah. There we go. Back to the Future 3. All right. <laughs> watch it. I can dig it. <laughs> Get into it. So, that yeah. sounds great. It yeah, kind of does, yeah. yeah. Contingency plan, yeah. That's a kind of a fun game to play with yourself. Mm-hmm. When things are hateful, you're like, well, if it goes bad, then like, what food am I ordering at the hospital? Or whatever. <laughs> I don't know what that means. Are they gonna like fire you and beat you up? Like, <laughs> I know it's a, it was a rough restaurant. Okay. It was in Little Italy, and uh, let's just say some dudes would show up at night. Or okay. Yeah. Okay. Just things would happen. Um. Things now things are very uh scary in the world, like scary, scary bad times. So it's it puts a little damper yeah. on the Halloween of it all because you're just like, no, I don't really need to see so much killing or bad things or scares. Like the world is supplying all the thrills and chills one could ask for, and one didn't ask for actually, and I don't like it no. at all. It's no good. It's no good. So that in mind, um, let's talk about like Halloween plans. Like, what are some gentle Halloween plans we all have? (laughs) Gentle Halloween plans. (laughs) Does anyone have a gentle, just a very like a soothing Halloween costume idea? Adrian, what is Mm. your Halloween costume idea? Well. 
I feel that I could pull off like failed artist now teacher costume. <laughs> failed artist now, te- now teaching. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> yeah, I've got yeah. that look pretty much down in life. You you nailed that. You all that's also your one of your Instagram handles, right? Fail, I do at, have an Instagram handle. Yes, hash failed artist. Um, <laughs> but I I feel like I just, you know, stick a hairbrush in my up uh, hairbrush, a paintbrush in my bun and yeah, Adrian, you know, with her long a million hair, shawls. Adrian's been growing her hair since the pandemic. And yeah. now it she oh. is mostly hair. I am mostly, mostly hair. hair. <laughs> and she and she piles it on her head in a big I do. bun. I do. And yeah, so some paintbrushes there. It is it is a wonder to behold. I mean, yeah, you a lot do- of shawls. A lot, a lot of shawls. Really heavy jewelry so that I have a hunchback. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you're yeah right. like wooden jewelry, amber right? earrings. Yes. Yeah. Yes, yes. Yeah. Um, clogs. Other art shows. Yeah, I've just got like <sighs> canvases attached to my legs. <laughs> <laughs> or something. Something. Um, an easel walk. An easel walk. Uh, something coming out of my bosom. I don't know. Some like doll head. <laughs> a doll doll like head. A sculpture, sure. Right? Like a broken yeah. sculpture. I don't know. I this sounds like a cool head. art class, to be honest. Like, Yeah. I don't see the failure in this. Yeah. Yeah. So wow. much. I'd be eating lunch in there every day instead of the cafeteria. <laughs> oh, yeah. <gasps> Oh, totally. Oh, yes. Okay. So I feel now, like that's my vibe. So I think it's just artist. I think it's just, uh, you know, that is it. And no. that sounds great. We can't wait to Thank see you. it out there. That's Thank fantastic. you. Yeah. Uh, Robbie, now uh, you have some. Uh, well, so I, I usually do the same thing for Halloween. We go to the same party, which is in the gay village here. And I just. Now that I'm a hashtag 40-year-old man, I just (laughs) don't have any energy to do any... Like, I don't... I can't really, like, do slutty costumes anymore. Like, it's over, you know? Yeah. And the problem with that is that when you go to the village, it's mostly people in slutty costumes. But last year, I went to the Halloween party that we always go to, and there was a guy that was wearing... His costume was Princess Diana jogging. And so he just had his own kind of fluffy blonde hair. He was wearing like a big sweatshirt, bike shorts, and just like regular like New Balance sneakers or whatever. And everyone knew who he was. Like hero. That's amazing. Because we've all seen those paparazzi pictures of Princess Diana jogging. We know exactly what she looked like. Yes. And, and that's a good look. Hello. I was like, it that's, thank look. you, sir. You've really saved my life and changed my mind. So this year, I'm doing the complete opposite of slutty costume. And I'm just doing the Charlie Brown ghost where, like, he just put a bunch of holes in because he didn't know how to work the scissors. And that's going to be my costume. I'm just going to wear that and, like, some fucking shorts, you know? <laughs> And, like, the most comfortable <sighs> pair of shoes I have. And <sighs> I will dance till dawn. You know, it'll be great. Amazing. Yes. Yeah. I yeah. won't have to worry about, like, my ass falling out or my belly falling out or, you know. Yeah. Oh. This is yeah, the magic of turning 40. Like, you yeah, turn I don't give 40, a fuck. like, yeah. You start making the fuckage stops. Decisions. I have no energy anymore to worry up. about such things, you know. Yeah. yeah. Yes, and the energy Time for to... that wanes. <laughs> yeah. I need a nap so and like, some oat milk in my cup, you know. Yeah, exactly. Totally. <laughs> <laughs> I have to drink my two liters of water so my pee is clear. Like, these are my priorities now. <laughs> I know, just keeping the order. Hashtag goals. Yeah. <laughs> just, keep, yeah, just keeping the organs alive, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> just, give, him a, give him a rub. 
Like, come on, kidneys. Let's do this. Come on. Come on. Come on. <laughs> One more day. <laughs> Function. <laughs> Oh, so yeah, good. thank you to Mr. Princess Diana because he really oh, made really my out. he changed my mind. You know, he enlightened yeah. me. Yeah, very yeah. nice. That's a beautiful story of Halloween. Yeah, thank you, Halloween. thank you. Uh, Julie, you have a yeah. Halloween costume idea? Yes, yeah, thanks to the uh, wonders of Instagram, I stumbled upon the perfect costume for me. You take a piece, large piece of cardboard. Okay, okay. In the shape of a avocado, cut out a hole for your face, cut out a hole for your belly. Oh, and then the belly God. becomes the avocado stone. The pit. Oh my God, that's really good. Perfect. I no All notes right. on that one. That's great, yeah. Julie. Terrific. Yeah, yeah. I got my hot dog costume from last year. So great. And I got a full. Freddy Krueger costume from my hookup at Party City. <laughs> I have I have two claw, like I have two uh, uh, razor hands. Two. Ooh, two. I, did Freddy have two? I feel like he only had one. I've got two. I'm super Freddy. Super Fred. Super In Freddy a hot dog. dog. I'm gonna be Freddy Krueger hot dog. Yeah. So that's gonna be. This is how I'm taming it down for this year's Halloween. So, you know, yeah. a gentler Freddy Krueger where he is actually a hot dog. So that's... <laughs> and maybe not as dangerous. Maybe not as dangerous. Maybe so can we talk a little bit about your Party City hookup? Because that sounds kind of sexy. It is. I don't know if I can name names. And, uh -oh. uh, well, let's just call them Raul. And Raul. Just let's just say Raul is the greatest person alive, and mm -hmm. Party City um, has everything you want in a party, and then sometimes parts of that party, the leftovers, just you know, just showed up. Just showed up. Just small things. The smallest things. Small really, things. I don't want to get Raul in trouble. But uh, I do have a Chucky doll. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> I have a Chucky doll now. So you've got a guy. Like Sometimes you've got, you know, it's like, oh yeah, I've got a guy that can hook up with that. You've got a party city Like you have to understand, guy. I love Halloween so much. I love party city so much. And uh, and then the hookup knows, and I'm you know I've been putting some things in my video. I make little videos on Instagram, and I've been slowly using all my Party City uh, acquisitions um, oh. to share the joy of Party City. You know, okay. I'm not a, a paid sponsor by no. any means. More to, like the opposite of like unpaid. Maybe you know just not. But you're I actually don't want paying to get them. Yes. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> Exactly. So like a one-woman PR team for Party City. That's it. That's it. Go to Party City. Never stop going, because uh, they have all the things, including noted, duly noted, and Fred. <laughs>
so long ago. Adrian and I shared an apartment. We didn't share an apartment. We both lived at an apartment at different times. Yes. Um, with a ghost. A ghost. Uh, her, her name is Peggy. Peggy. And, and Peggy passed away in this apartment, we believe, and her adult children did not want to give up the apartment, so they sublet it. And um, Adrian lived there. Yes, I did. Then myself. And Adrian, you would probably be, be the first person to experience Peggy. Yes, my room and what would subsequently become your room backed onto her bedroom, which had been perfectly preserved. Mm-hmm. And I would hear, uh, mostly in the nighttime, the very delicate tippy-tappy-tappy-tippy of a typewriter. Peggy was writing a story. She really was. And even more strange was that there was no typewriter. No typewriter in, in, in her room. room. No. Now, I never went in the room. I thought the room was locked. I just assumed that. But uh, not so, is it, A-Town? No, the, the room wasn't locked. I did use the washroom once or twice. But she had an ensuite. this... Peggy Ghost uh, had her own perfectly preserved preserved bedroom. No typewriter. No typewriter. Was, was there a walk-in closet? There was. Because one time when the daughter was visiting and using the room, because the adult children would come and stay and use the room while we were there, um, it really wasn't as weird as it sounds. It wasn't. It was actually really nice. They were lovely. Yeah, they really were. Um, but uh, Robin... Was it Robin or Sandy? Which I think was... it was Robin. Okay. Uh, right, Sandy was the brother. Robin, like, opened the door and showed me the room. And it looked like an old lady's room mm-hmm. full of stuff. And I saw to the left that there was a walk-in closet. I thought that was it. But so within the walk-in closet, there was a washroom? There was a small bathroom. And if Gabby was occupying the other washroom, mm-hmm. sometimes I'd use it. You're brave. Very rarely, though. Yes. So, very rarely. And I felt Peggy understood. Well, you gotta go. Yeah. Because even if she was writing stories about us, I felt that they were okay stories. I feel like she was our unseen roommate, because we were using, like, her kitchenware. Her kitchenware, her armoires, her furniture was still in the apartment. So it was definitely... We were her guests. We were Peggy's guests. And, um... Oh, my God, we paid such little rent. The rent was so low, and it was a beautiful apartment. And a great neighborhood. Avenue in St. Clair. So yeah, beautiful. Beautiful apartment. Beautiful view oh my of God. the west side of Toronto. Gorge. And so we were lucky yes. to, to live there and to have 
Peggy's presence watch over us. Yeah. I would like to read that story she was writing, though. Yes. I feel like she liked us. Yeah. So, good ghosts. Good ghost, Peggy. Good ghosts. Ghost story, ghost, ghost story. Okay, so let me set the stage for you. Let me set the scene. So we're talking about maybe 2004, 2005. I was on the East Coast. Uh, it would have been late spring, so probably around May. So it was freezing and drizzly. It was witchy weather. Let's say that, let's call it witchy weather, okay? It was a Sunday. Uh, my mother was having Sunday dinner and I had gone to pick up my friend uh, in in my car because she was invited to the dinner. So uh, before we went back to my mother's house, uh, we went for a little drive. And to make it even stranger or like more witchy, uh, that particular day she had chosen a CD, which a compact disc, it used to be a thin disc that you would insert into a slit in your car and it would actually play music. So this day she had chosen a, uh, a CD of English folk songs from the uh, 19th and early 20th centuries. So it was a little bit witchy, okay? So we were driving around and at a certain point we decided to stop uh, to have a cigarette, uh, because this being 2005, uh, you could still afford to smoke in this country. And so we stopped in the middle of a parking lot. There was nobody else in this parking lot. There was no one around, really. The weather was kind of bad, and, you know. Um, and so we stopped, we got out of the car, and we lit our cigarettes. And then we saw this guy kind of ambling towards us. You know, he looked a little bit worse for wear. This is not that uncommon in parts of the East Coast to see these kind of shambling guys kind of coming towards you. Anyway, we didn't think much of it. He came over, he asked for a cigarette. We gave him a cigarette. Then he started talking to us, sort of just small talk, you know, and uh, before long, we kind of looked at each other and said, you know, like as a way of, well, it might be time to get on the road sort of thing. And so we kind of just said, yeah, we should probably uh, get to your house. You know, my mother was cooking dinner after all. And when we turned back around, the man was gone. He was gone. And there's no physical way. I cannot explain this physically. Like, I never could. I don't have any, by the way, uh, like, connection to the spiritual world at all. I'm way too materialistic for anything like that. You know, I don't have... My religion is like the Divine Miss M by Bette Midler. You know, that's pretty much it. It's as close as I get. So um, I don't have much of a spirituality, but I, I cannot scientifically explain how this man was able to get out of this park empty parking lot in the two or three seconds that it took for us to decide, well, we better get on the road and turn back around. Um, interestingly enough, I don't know what happened to the cigarette. I wish that I had um, looked for it. You know, or at least like because he didn't smoke the cigarette. I did notice that he just sort of like fondled it in his fingers. He didn't actually smoke it. So um, I'm not sure what that was about, but maybe ghosts can't smoke. I'm not sure. Maybe they are smoke, so they can't smoke. I don't know how that works. Anyway, that is my ghost story. Still an unsolved ghost story. I always really wanted to see a ghost. It, it didn't seem fair like other people seeing ghosts all the time. Fancy ghosts, famous dead celebrity ghosts, all kinds of ghosts, things rattling, things falling, things flying across the room. I'm like, I want that for myself, but I can't. And I turn around to get the milk. And 
I turn back and the tea bag is out of the cup. I'm like, tea bag out of the cup? I didn't do that. Or maybe I did. And so I just, I kept making the tea. I'm like, boy, I must be tired. Then the next day, I go to make a tea. Tea bag in the cup. Turn around. Turn back tea bag out of cup on counter. I don't put tea bag on counter. If you know me, you know I'm not putting tea bag on counter. Okay, that's the end of the story. But that's my tea bag ghost story. That's all I got. I don't, you know, I don't live in a in a, an old fabled mansion. I'm sorry. I don't live in a pet cemetery. You know, I think it used to be a brewery. I think it used to be a brewery until it was leveled, and now it's a it's a co-op. And I got a tea bag ghost. Okay, don't be so classist with your ghost wantings. That's all I got is a tea bag ghost, and I'll take it. Tea bag ghost story. Watch where you make tea. The bag comes out of the cup. Ah, uh, another barftastic episode of Hag Salon. I gotta rinse my mouth with sewer water after that one. Oh yeah. What treats you get in your bag? Freaking apples. No, curse them. A plague upon them. Oh, never mind. There's like a lot of candy too. Baby oh. chocolate bars. Oh, baby chocolate few. JK plague. I was JK. Well, farewell, fair listeners. You can always reach us at hagsalonpod at gmail.com. Or follow us on Instagram at HagSalonPod. And subscribe to our podcast because you never know when the next Hagsalon is going to pop up. Pop up! Okay, Hag Pals. Bye, Hag Pals. Bye. Happy Don't Happy eat Halloween. Don't eat them, <laughs> even though they're so delicious. <laughs> so delicious. <laughs>